All right, welcome back to the Owner Operator Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gray. I have special guest, Julius Markey, on today. Julius is a 23-year-old pressure washing and Christmas light service business entrepreneur. He started his business in college, and he has finished the year with right around 215000 of pressure washing revenue and just shy of 70000 revenue in Christmas light services. Julius, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we've tried to record this episode a couple times, and I appreciate you sticking with me through the recording issues, but we are recording this one again now. So why don't we just jump into your story? Take us back to the beginning whenever you started this business. How did you start? Yeah, so it was about four years ago now. I was a sophomore in college. This was the year that we got sent home from um, from school for the pandemic because everything locked down. So I was home working at a bike shop, uh, trying to do some online Amazon BS, and that got shut down pretty quick. And you know, I was working at this bike shop for three years in between my semesters at school, and I was pretty sick of it. And I, I, I know I wanted to start some kind of actual business. I was doing all this like online eBay stuff and Amazon stuff for a while. Uh, I wasn't working out too well. I had a little bit of success with it, but um, some of the stuff I was doing wasn't exactly with, um, in compliance with their with their regulations on eBay and whatnot. So <laughs> a little sketchy uh, that that didn't that didn't last too long so i was really trying to figure out like all right what can i do to get out of this job i thought this was the year that i would get out of it uh for my online stuff that didn't end up working out especially when the uh, pandemic hit things got a little iffy so my brother and i were just doing a lot of odd jobs around the house because you know we were locked down no one was really, really going anywhere so my dad asked us to like paint the basement and so we painted the basement and then you know that after that Dave sitting at dinner where he, he was saying like, you know, you guys could do this for other people. And, you know, you could have made a couple grand doing that job that you did that down there. And we're like, all right, yeah, that's, that's uh that's a pretty good idea. But honestly, like we didn't want to paint because there's a little bit higher of a learning curve for painting. I don't know. It just didn't really seem to catch our attention too well. And the next thing he's like, Oh, so can you guys uh, power wash the house? And we're like, yeah, we can do that. So then, he, we kind of took that idea of like, all right, we could paint for other people. And then we kind of switch it to, we could power wash for other people. Like we, we have this power washer in our shed so we could test it out in our house, see how it is. It doesn't seem like it could be too hard. Like you're just kind of like blasting the siding of a house and getting all the dirt off. Or so we thought that's kind of how the process went, but we'll get more into that later on. Um, so, you know, we did my dad's house definitely took us longer than it should have and we had no idea what we were doing so it was kind of just one of those things two goofballs going up there with ladders and pressure washers trying to to blast out of this house and yeah from there on we kind of realized there's a ton of dirty houses in our area we live in new york so there's a lot of trees there's a lot of humidity so there's a lot of algae growth moss growth and that's you know, the perfect making of a market for exterior cleaning. <clears throat> so we had this idea. Why not just try to do this for other people? So we got pretty excited. We made a little logo, 
kind of came up with like a little business plan nothing like actually not like a structured business plan kind of just like a few ideas like all right like we could do this how are we going to market blah, blah blah so what do we end up doing we created first thing we did like i said we created the logo instagram facebook and then we started kind of posting um content and when we did our house we were taking videos and pictures and things like that because we, we knew we were like all right we're gonna need some content to advertise and show people that like you know some before and afters or just to show people that we know what we're doing and that we've done this before then we also we didn't we had a bit of a lack of content because we didn't have great pictures for my house then we started doing some uh jobs for friends and family and So we started doing we started doing some jobs for friends and family same kind of thing taking videos pictures and then we got so we were using this little like tiny little pressure washer that we had in our shed and it was it was terrible so we're like all right we're gonna have to get something else we went to home depot got the biggest pressure washer there that we could find but like the biggest pressure washer at home depot is still like a tiny power washer in compared to like what we're using now so we had these like the one we had in our shed was like 2.3 gallons per minute which is tiny and then the one we got from Home Depot was like 2.5. We had no idea what we were doing. Like, keep in mind, like we're just two two dudes who've never actually used a pressure washer before. And so now we're like, we do some jobs for friends and family. We we um we're getting pictures and videos and things like that. And then we're like, all right, we could do this. Let's get onto Home Advisor. So I don't know why. Or no, we had someone who like a mutual friend who worked for Home Advisor. So they gave us the idea, oh, you should try them out. Um, they they could bring you leads. It's kind of like Uber for service businesses. Like requests come in, you hop on them, and then you either get the job or you don't. So then we tried that, and it actually worked out decently well for us. Like any lead that came in, um, we hopped on it really quick. But basically the, the first two months of business, we had like, absolutely no idea what we were doing. It was kind of just like, figure out how to do things the first the first job that we did like the first actual house wash that we did was like <clears throat> it was actually god watching over us because it was one side of a house like literally just <laughs> this dude wanted one side of the house done thank god it was one side because that one side took us probably almost two hours <laughs> we were just going up and down the ladder like blasting with the siding uh, blasting with the pressure and it was it was just we made like 70 we charged them like 70 bucks we we're there for two hours and we we're like all right something's got to change because before this we we're doing mostly just like flat work like sidewalks or like decks and sidewalks and things like that for the friends and family we didn't we hadn't done an actual like house wash besides um my house which was also not really a big issue because there's only like one story so that's when we realized we're like all right this is not how you do things this is just not going to work and I went on YouTube, found some found some guy um, who's now a pretty good friend of mine, kind of like my mentor uh, when I started. I found his Instagram. He was putting out some good content like early back in like the four, four, four years ago when kind of the pressure washing space was just starting to blow up a little bit. He was like one of the early guys. So I hit him up on Instagram and he's like, I told him exactly what we were doing. He's like, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> like, don't do that. He's like, buy some sodium hypochloride bleach, like get a foam can and do this and after after we did that we bought everything they told us to 
and then we we're able to wash houses a little bit easier after that because we weren't going up and down the ladders and whatnot but i'm going down this whole rabbit hole but main part of the story is we had no idea what we were doing we were just like kind of just figuring out as we went we got excited like we were really excited about it because a we were locked in our house for for so long now the only time i got out of my house was to go to my job at this bicycle shop and that wasn't really fun either because then i was just locked in there just fixing bikes and it was pretty boring so um i think that was one of the main reasons that we were also very excited because it got us out of the house and it gave us something to actually work on rather than kind of rather than just sitting around the house like doing odd jobs and whatnot so um that's pretty much how we started two months in i think is when we really set up the business we got insurance and you know we got a, the business bank account and all that and that's when we started really going a little harder with it so um first two months was kind of just figure out what we're doing set up the uh, online presence um do do some jobs friends and family get those few other jobs like actual jobs under our belt and the one thing that we did right in the beginning is set up our google listing as soon as possible and start getting reviews so any friends and family that we did work for we got reviews and we made sure they gave us a review and that like that gave us maybe our first like 10 reviews and then that just helped us win more and more jobs as we kept going Julius, you are someone who does not make excuses and you don't let hurdles or roadblocks get in your way. And that's why I've loved following your journey because I saw that mindset in you very early on. And then as we got to know each other and started talking, you and I share that similarity. And I think that that is something that's very important whenever you're starting a service business is you just figure it out along the way. And so one thing you mentioned and I want to dive deeper in this for the listeners. You did your own house first. You had the idea that you wanted to start a pressure washing business. So you created all of the logos and the socials. You documented the job on your first house. Then you said you went and did friends and family jobs. How did you approach those friends and family? And then what or how did you price those jobs too? So for the friends and family, it's one of those things where, you know, it would be name your price. It's either name your price or we'll just do it for you for free. We're just looking to get some video uh, content and just experience. So um, for close friends and family, I wouldn't recommend charging them, but they're still going to give you money anyways. Like they're still going to want to give you money anyways. That's just how it usually works. Um, for people a little less close to you, Maybe just charge them a little, like 100, 200 bucks, depending on what you're doing. Like, it's not about the money in the beginning, and you got to realize that it's you're gonna you're getting way more value from the experience, the content, and all these things that are just way way more important in the beginning than um, the money. Because as soon as you start getting a little bit of experience, as soon as you start getting a little bit of content that you could start marketing then you're going to also feel way more confident in actually selling jobs, doing jobs, and being able to price jobs for actual customers. Because then you could kind of tell how much or how long it's going to take, how hard something's going to be. Um, and then that just makes it way more easier to sound confident and, of course, sell the job. 
So, would you you should ask pricing for friends and family? And what was the other question? I think that was it. You get done with pricing the friends and family jobs, just doing it either for free or for a good deal in exchange for content and ultimately reviews on your Google My Business profile, correct? Another thing, yeah, I forgot to mention. Yeah, reviews are and huge. So, so when you when you do a couple of those friends and family jobs, <clears throat> at what point did you make the switch to, all right, this is the first job that I'm going to quote for a new customer. Like, do you remember that job at all? Whenever yep. that either that first lead came in, can you tell us about that? So that was that first, I'm trying to think. So there was these, the surface cleaning job, our first actual job, no matter what it was, it was a deck cleaning. It was, this guy had like two decks, two wooden decks, painted wooden decks, and then a concrete patio. So, we go to do an in-person estimate for this guy, me and my brother, and we had no idea what we were talking about, but I show up, I show up in the little black bean, our blacked out Honda CRV that we were mobbing around and <laughs> throw the pressure washers in the back, all the bleach. The thing was completely like zebra spotted on the inside by the time we sold that. Um, but we go up, we show up to this house, we're talking to the guy and I'm, I'm like before this i was in the facebook pressure washing group chats and like on youtube and just like learning the lingo trying to sound like i know exactly what i'm talking about using some of these terms and whatnot so i show up we're just talking to the guy he's asking us all these questions i have no idea really like what he's saying and i'm so i just like start kind of making stuff up think like to the best of my abilities and we also had no idea how to quote like how to price a job so based on how long we thought it would take us from the, the first couple jobs that we did for our friends we're like all right this might take us four hours so what would be a reasonable price for four hours of work for two decent sized decks and a little concrete patio and it was kind of just, it was kind of more, more so just like an educated guess. But guys, four hours of work, maybe hundred bucks an hour. You know, it's two of us. So we're like, all right, you know, 400 bucks. So it came up with 400 bucks and we just sent that quote to him and he ended up hiring us. Keep in mind, we haven't done an actual job before this. He ended up hiring us because not because we were the cheapest, but because we sounded quote unquote that we knew like that we sounded the most knowledgeable out of all the quotes that he got for people. Like we sounded like we were the most knowledgeable, um, the most knowledgeable ones and knew what we were talking about the most. And I was, I was cracking up because I'm like, I guess it worked because I had no idea what I was talking about. Like this guy could either see right through the bullshit. You got to see right through the bullshit or he, you know, I actually thinks I know what I'm talking about. And he did. So we ended up getting the job. 400 bucks. We also got another job in that area. I think these, this guy was a Facebook lead because we we're also running Facebook ads because I know people are going to want to know how we got these jobs. And then the other one, I believe, was Home Advisor. 
And that second job, so we did two jobs that day. I think we actually quoted him like 450, then the other one was also like 450. But I don't I remember total on a day was nine hundred dollars and we made cash. And that was like a huge turning point for my brother and I. We're like you have these moments in business where you have like your first like little win or your first kind of big win. Like the little wins is like doing all the the preliminary stuff, getting stuff set up, but like your first win, which was this for us. I remember we were driving back, driving back from both the jobs, $900. It took us all day and we were just cracking up. We're like in our little Honda CRV cover, covered in mud, covered in water, $900 cash in our hand. We're just cracking up. We're like, we just robbed these people. Like, is this like, <laughs> like this is insane. But like, we didn't actually, like we didn't think like, oh, we were like ripping them off or anything because we it was a good price. We're providing service. And, but we're just like, we've never made that kind of money before in our lives. And we're like, holy shit. Like 900 bucks cash in one day. And that's when I was like, that's when we both realized like we can do something with this. Like we could take this and we can run with it. And that's when I got super excited. And um, yeah, actually that second client from that day is still our client to this day. Like she calls us back every single year. So it's it's cool that she saw us go from the Honda CRV to the pickup truck to the van to having employees like she's she's been seeing the whole process i love customers like that because um, i just think it's kind of cool that's awesome julius you make 900 bucks in a day where do you go from there do you pay yourself the money or do you reinvest it in the business yeah so we're, we were heavy on reinvesting in the business uh more more so me my brother wanted to pay us i was like no it's Keep it in the business, but we did pay ourselves a little bit. I think maybe like we took 200 bucks each. That's how we, when my brother was working with us, or working with me, he would, we would kind of do a split where almost like, I think mostly into thirds where we'd kind of divide everything up into thirds, a little bit to me, a little bit to him, and then some in the business. But in the beginning, it was, you know, take a few hundred bucks maybe, and then put the rest into the business. Um, I, don't remember exactly how much it was but reinvesting is a huge part of it and you're going to stagnate your growth if you don't yeah i agree something we did early on i read that book profit first and i just took like one main principle from that and whenever i was just solo owner operator starting the land clearing business i was doing a lot of smaller tree removal jobs but basically every dollar of revenue that i would claim i would put 25 cents in another bank account. So if we did a thousand dollar job, I put 250 bucks into a separate bank account. And just doing that one habit of saving first, um, like I think we ended up with, I don't know, 25 or 30 K in the bank at the end of the year after looking at that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, I'm seeing a re reoccurring trend here. It's like people who can have the discipline to reinvest money back in the business or put it away are the ones who have the money to go and buy the next piece of equipment or reinvest in the next piece of marketing or marketing tool. So what did you do after those first couple jobs? Like, where's your head at? Um, what do you reinvest in next? 
Yeah, so that was one of our one of our big issues was figuring out exactly what we need to reinvest in our process of actually washing houses, fulfilling the service was not there, but it was getting us through. And that's one of the big things that people need to realize in the beginning. Like you don't need to have like, like the most perfect process. You just gotta be able to do the bare necessities and have the bare necessities to get the jobs done to make that um, those initial you know, first bucks in revenue. So we spent a lot of money trying to figure out, <laughs> not trying to figure out, but like we, 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 we did spend a decent amount of money just like buying pressure washers from Home Depot. And then all this like equipment and like trying to make it work with like cheap stuff because we just didn't understand like how you know like the actual what equipment we should buy what's the next step and um what would work for us being like there was two of us and you know you can't run anything bigger than like a two and a half gallon per minute or two two and a half gallon per minute machines on one house so i don't want to get too technical with it but we had some issues figuring out how to step up our fulfillment game so so what we were also investing in was marketing um we were spending a little bit on facebook ads and this was four years ago so, th so this is when facebook ads were actually pretty effective like you could throw up pretty much anything and get a return we were getting a decent amount of leads from facebook ads that's how we got most of our leads in the beginning but i was still scared to increase that budget from five to ten to twenty dollars per day i think twenty dollars per day is maybe what we had it at for a little while at, the, at its highest point but knowing what i know now seeing that we had leads coming in and trusting that we'd get a return on that money i should have been putting we should have been putting way more money into facebook ads but it's just kind of just that like small mind thinking when you're starting out like you're afraid to spend money kind of um you're afraid like you just don't trust your process so it's like all right you're looking you're looking at money more as if it's like very i guess hard to come by for lack of a better term where now it's like we'll just spend a couple grand on something try it out see if it works and then if it doesn't work slap on the wrist whatever yeah it sucks that we just blew a couple grand but like it's a learning experience we move on like back then it's like you got to be pretty frugal because you're not making much yet and you want to grow the business and you want to really make some money but it's like you're still trying to figure it out so <clears throat> this is one thing i know a lot of people have issues with that's why i made the pdf the, these free pdfs that i put out so that you can buy the exact equipment that you need to get started and to be efficient so it's a little bit better than what we actually started with but the setup that i have in these pdfs is what we used for two years and we did some commercial jobs with it too and it'll easily bring you from that 10 to $20,000 per month mark. Um, so once you have that figured out, which is very also easy to figure out with going into uh, pressure washing group chats and YouTube. Can you hear me still? Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just going to stop you right there. Can you talk us through the equipment there that you talk about in that PDF? I mean, of course, we'll include the PDF link yeah. in the show notes here, but can you tell us about that equipment real quick yes. before we move yes. on? So like I said, 
for power power washing house washing it's all about the gallons per minute it's we start with a 2.5 gallon per minute machine so that's the output of water that the machine is putting out it's not so much about the psi it's about the output i'm not going to dive too much into it that's what you need to know we're using 2.5s we're hooking up two of them at the same time to these houses same host bigots you don't need a lot of water for it super inefficient it's like spraying like a little water gun at the house so it takes a while to wash houses it's not it's just not what you want to be doing so i always recommend people start with at least a four gallon per minute machine that's what i have in the pdf that's what we upgraded to and especially if you're one person use a four gallon per minute machine like you're not going to be hooking up two of these to a house for the most part that's why it was like it was such a block in our minds we're like if but if we get the four gallon per minute then we can't have two people power washing at the same time it's like but it ended up being way quicker to have one person washing with a four gallon per minute than have two people with two 2.5 gallon per minutes i don't know if this this might get confusing for people but basically get a four gallon per minute power washer that's what i have in the in, in the pdf you're going to need some extra hose so you want to bring some garden hose so that you can hook up your power washer to people's houses next you're going to want some extra pressure hose i'd say at least 100 feet so that you don't have to lug the pressure washer around with you everywhere you go we were doing this super inefficient it's going to hurt your back too so 100 150 feet of non-marking pressure hose that's going to go a long way and also the pressure hose that comes with the machine sucks if you're getting the one that i uh recommend in the, in the pdf there <clears throat> then to actually spray soap on houses you're going to need a downstream injector which is this little thing that goes in between the pressure washer and the and the pressure hose and it's got a little nozzle on it that you put a tube on it and it goes into your soap bucket so that's where it draws the chemical from and then you have these four tips it's called the j-rod and there's two rinse tips on it that are skinnier tips and then the other two are soap tips so the, the orifices are a little wider and it lets soap pull through so by some scientific phenomena it pulls soap when you have the the two soap tips on it through the downstream injector and then when you want to rinse you just change the tips and then just fresh water will come out super cool when we figured this out it was like a caveman finding fire for the first time we're like holy shit, this is gonna change the game for us and it's called downstreaming it's in our opinion the best way to wash a house and then that's pretty much the basics of what you need. You want to get a gorilla ladder too, one of those foldable gorilla ladders um, that could become A-frame or flat, or like a flat extension ladder because you're, you're going to need it sometimes when you got to get above a certain peak or something. And what else? That's pretty much the main, the main uh, ingredients that you're going to need, and that'll run you probably about two, close to two grand for all of that. Two grand for all of that. So this is the goal right now. If you're looking to start a pressure washing business, especially as a solo owner operator, Julius just gave you the exact pieces of equipment that you need. Like I said, we'll include that PDF in the, the show notes here and you can download that. And I'm sure you go into more detail about uh, what else you need or how to start, right? Oh yeah, so I have, there's pictures in the PDF. I even have a video. I don't know if I linked it in the PDF yet, but I, I think it's there where I show exactly how it works with the the downstream injector and the J rod on the power washer. Super simple. 
And it's something that if we knew, like if I had this PDF and this video when we were first starting, it would have saved us so much time, so much money, and a lot of energy that could have been focused into getting more jobs as opposed to figuring out how we're actually going to do jobs. Okay, so you've got $2,000 in startup costs right there. Let's dive in deeper here. What is the ideal setup here? Like, what are we missing from a vehicle standpoint? So talk us through like 100% ideal and then talk us through bare minimum for people getting started. So 100% ideal is you have a truck, pickup truck, that you could just throw all this equipment into. But this power washer, the foldable gorilla ladder, that will fit. That ladder will fit onto any car because it's small, it's foldable, and it's, you know, you shouldn't have any issue getting it onto any car with a roof rack or the crossbars. So that's one of the reasons why I recommend that ladder. And that's why we started with that ladder because we only had that Honda CRV. The power washer will also fit into any um, mini SUV. Sedans are the small car, right? I don't know. I don't drive cars. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, if you have a Honda Civic, I had a Honda Civic when we started this, and it, it you're not going to fit a power washer in there for the most part. But, um, I've seen people put like little hitch racks on the back of their back of their car, throw the power washer on the back of that. So, if that's an issue, you could do something like that. But ideally, if you have a truck, you're going to have no problem getting started with this with this equipment. Um, and I know a lot of people don't have trucks. I didn't have a truck when we started. So um, you can get away with some kind of hitch rack or something where you could toss a power washer on. But if you have an SUV, you're also in the clear. Okay, Julius, we've got 10 minutes here. I want you to give us the crash course. I want you to coach me. I want to start a pressure washing business. I've got a truck. I've got $2,000 to invest. I go buy the exact equipment you give me. I've never ran a business before in a hypothetical conversation. Yeah. Let's do it. Coach me up on, I went and bought that equipment. I'm using my personal truck. Skipped all the insurance and, and LLC setup stuff. I can go Google how to do that. Tell me how to go get work and generate revenue. Well, first, we're going to do some bootstrap marketing. So different things work differently in different areas. But one thing that pretty much works everywhere is yard signs. Get some yard signs. You're going to put your main service, whether it's house washing, driveway cleaning, one or two main services on the, on the yard sign. You're going to put a phone number, and you can put your website, but that's not completely needed. You might not even have a website yet. Get 100 yard signs from using marketing. Get some door hangers and go start putting them out everywhere. Yard signs, you want to put them in high traffic areas where cars have to stop, highway highway exits, intersections, things like that. Um, and if you don't have a your online presence set up, then you're going to have to do that. So we're going to get a Google listing set up immediately. We're going to optimize that entire thing. So fill out all your services and start getting friends and family to leave your reviews, start doing jobs for them. Pricing, don't worry about pricing for right now because that's something you're just going to have to be on the low end to start. And then as you get more confident doing jobs, you get some experience and you start building up some reviews and you start slowly, incrementally 
increasing your prices. So mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Google, uh, Google My Business. You could also set up other social media um, profiles and uh, back like there are other business directories like Yelp, Yellow Pages. These are all going to serve as backlinks for your website once you create a website as well. So that's another thing you're going to want to set up a website. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just go on Wix, Squarespace, whatever it is. Set up a website. Throw in some keywords. Throw in some keywords. You can go on. Um, so if you set up a Google Ads account, you can get a bunch of good keywords from the Keywords Ads Planner to kind of see what you could you should be targeting in your area, and then get all that set up. Get those yard signs out. Go put some door hangers out. You could start door knocking as well. Anybody that doesn't answer, leave a door hanger. And it's it's as simple as just knocking on someone's door. Hey, I'm starting a power washing business. I'd be happy to clean your driveway for you. Um, you know, how does a hundred bucks sound? I'll do the whole thing, make it look real nice. I'd also recommend getting a shirt with your logo on it. You look a little bit more professional than just some goofball with a with a power washer like we were. So branding is huge. Get a little shirt with the logo on it. it shows people that you're a little bit more professional and a little bit more serious about what you're doing. So um, if you're door knocking, they might take you a little seriously. So do that. Start getting the jobs. Every single job that you get. The beginning is not about making money. It's about getting experience and getting reviews. Once you get that, those some uh, initial experience and you start getting some reviews, it's going to be a lot easier to start selling jobs. Our reviews sell jobs for us. It also brings people to us because for people that don't understand local SEO, it go, it's a huge factor that Google takes into play for ranking your, your business in your area. So you, you got to think, when someone needs a service, wh where do they go? Nowadays, it's Google. They don't have, if they don't have their guy already, which most people don't for power washing, they look it up on Google. And if your business is not showing up, you are missing out on thousands and thousands of dollars. Like we're able, we've done thirty, forty thousand dollars months strictly because, not strictly, but mainly because we are, we have a that good local online presence. So that is something that you want to work up towards. So <clears throat> there's going to be two different avenues here of marketing. It's going to be your aggressive, immediate get jobs now marketing. So that's the yard signs, the door hangers. And you're also going to go into local Facebook groups, start posting in there, interacting with other businesses. You don't want to be spammy because you're going to get kicked quick. But most of these groups have um, like local mom groups. You're not going to be able to get into that because you're not a mom. But there's all kinds of local groups for your areas, your local areas that you can get into. And they usually have a day where you can post for your business like a designated day every week where you could post a little ad for your business or comment something about your business on someone's post. So do that, get into every uh, Facebook chat that you can be, uh, interact with these uh, other, other people, other business owners, and then just try to provide some value in there, post some good videos and pictures. Don't just be like, Oh, like pressure washing starting at 999 or uh, like 299. Like don't be spammy. I'd be like, hey, like we just helped out this person make their house look amazing. Like we're doing a a great this great offer for you know Westchester residents where 
we'll give you a free gutter cleaning with every house washer. Just come up with some kind of little incentive, little promo to run um, and make it location specific. That's a little, little tip there too. But like I said, two different avenues of marketing, agree, uh, aggressive, immediate, get jobs now. And then you're gonna have to leverage those customers. This is huge in the beginning, leveraging your customer base. You're gonna first wanna keep track of all your customers. You're gonna have to get a CRM. I recommend Java. We got the hat on. <laughs> Let's oh, go. I gave you the hat, huh? <laughs> um, I didn't even plan that, but that was kind of fire. Uh, get a good CRM, Jobber, Square, whatever it might be. Um, you can get free trial on most of these things. Square is also free to start, but Jobber, it's good, very good. Um, keep track of all your customers and then. What I mean by leverage your customer base is you're going to be remarketing to them at some point in the future, whether it's for other services like gutter cleaning, roof washing, or whatever else you decide to add onto your business. So keep track of your customer base, but also send them a before and after picture if it's a good before and after of their house or deck or whatever it is, because then they're going to be more inclined to share that with their friends and family or post it on Facebook or post it on a local mom's group chat. Give them an incentive to share it. So, hey, like, you know, Meg, if you want to uh, share this for us, like it means so much. I'll send you a nice before and after picture. If you'd like to throw that in the Facebook chat, maybe I, we can give you like $50 off the job or something. We've done it where we've done things like that where we've given people um, money off to share a picture for us. And some people will just do it for free because they're so excited about how good their house looks. Um, but others, you know, not everyone's going to do that. So if you can incentivize them a little bit, that is a great way to get a ton of leads. And we've gotten over 20, over 20 leads from one Facebook post in a mom's group chat, because this is also referral-based marketing, which is the highest converting form of marketing and the most trustworthy form of marketing. Moms see that their neighbor or their other friend is getting, they just got their house washed by this company and it's you know two good looking dudes. They're like, hey, <laughs> we might end up, uh, we might have to try this out, you know? Um, so that's that. And then also you have to leverage your customer base where you have to get reviews. And if you don't do this, you're going to be putting yourself in the hole because it's going to take a little while for you to build up that you know, local ranking. But as soon as you start getting 10, 20, 30 reviews, you're going to start popping up for those keywords that you're targeting. And then that's when the calls start coming in. That's when the, those aggressive immediate forms of marketing start turning into a little bit more sustainable okay we're getting organic calls now it's not just strictly based on how many yard signs we put out and how many door hangers we do or put up or how many doors we knock it's like no now we're starting to get some organic calls they see our google listing that's got pictures it's got reviews and they're already more inclined to buy from us because when someone sees a yard sign they don't know who they're really calling they're like, oh, this could be, this is, you know, power washing company. We'll see how they, how they are on the phone. Maybe we'll see what they're like in person. It's still very like blind when someone's just calling your yard sign. But when they see your Google presence, it looks professional and that maybe they click on the website, they see all the reviews. It's like, you're already way closer to selling and closing that job. And that is something that is so important that, even I, like I still know so many business owners that have been in business for years and years and years that still don't have Google listing. And I'm like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> so that's that's pretty much the the rundown. It's getting experience, getting reviews, and just reinvesting, getting a better website. Maybe start running some Facebook ads, maybe Google ads. Figure out what works in your area. Yelp ads work well in some areas. They don't work well in my area. Same thing with Nextdoor, Thumbtack. Like there's all these different directories and listing sites that you could put your business on that are gonna serve as a backlink for your website, help you rank higher. But they're also marketing avenues that you could test out for paid ads and things like that. So um, it's gonna be a lot of testing in the beginning. It's gonna be a lot of reinvesting. But as soon as you start to get that ball rolling where you're starting to understand how to price jobs a little bit, um, you understand like how to do jobs, you're starting to sell jobs better because you you understand the whole process, you have confidence in your ability to do the job, fulfill a job. Um, that's that's when you start to see some some growth. But it takes you're gonna have to front load it. Like do the heavy lifting in the beginning. Like go as hard as you possibly can. We could have went way harder with the yard signs. We didn't do any door hangers uh, our first year really. We did some put some uh, business cards out and things like that but we were lazy honestly we could have done double triple the the revenue if we just a had an idea of what kind of equipment to use and how to actually wash houses and then b just going 10x on our volume with all of our bootstrap marketing tactics so that's pretty much the uh the rundown well, you heard it from the pressure washing man himself, Julius Markey. So thanks so much for being on the Owner Operator Podcast, Julius. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, you put on a clinic here for anyone starting to, excuse me, anyone wanting to start a pressure washing business. I did want to make note of something you mentioned there at the end. Uh, you mentioned backlinks for websites. We recorded an episode with Bodie Gallo, the dumpster rental guy, and... For those of you listening, make sure to go listen to that episode if you want to learn how to get more backlinks and increase your local SEO presence. Julius gave us a great overview of how to go start a pressure washing business. I think you did a great job of covering all the high level strategy here. So uh, go back, re-listen to this episode if you want to start this business. Also download the free PDF that Julius has created I know he's had a ton of people download that and I saw you uh, post a tweet about it the other day. Like you had one guy uh, just reach out and say thanks because he started his business and I don't remember the exact numbers, but hit, I think he did like 20 grand in a month or something like that. And he followed yeah, the process. <clears throat> yeah, that was from the Christmas lighting one. So I have a few PDFs, but I've I've had many people hit me up about, about them and how they've it's helped them start a business. So it's free. Go check it out and it'll help you start as well. Cool, and then stay tuned for Julius's other episode. We'll dive deep into the Christmas light business model. We kept this one focused on pressure washing, but thank you guys for listening to the Owner Operator Podcast. Don't forget, work hard, do your best, never settle for less, and good things come whenever you do that. Julius, thanks for being on.